What's up everyone? Today we are going deeper into the spine. We're gonna be talking about uh, giving you guys some education on understanding that you shouldn't be wrapping yourself in cotton wool. And today's big topic is all around using x-rays intelligently. You are not your x-ray. What's up everyone? My name's Yanni Bormeister. I'm joined with the one year older than uh, last week, Phil White from Switched On Physio. And of course, Rad behind the mixes, Richie. We are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. Guys, if you want to know how we turn driven people into athletes, you've got to download our blueprints. We give everything away for free. All of our biggest secrets, everything. Once again, let's say hello to everyone joining us on the live stream uh if you are catching the replay make sure that you jump over to the ums movement mastermind on facebook and uh yeah join the discussion how is everyone today very well good ready feel, for action feel like i'm still buzzing from the super thick chocolate cake that uh we had a couple <laughs> of days ago it was uh yeah it's been a nice birthday weekend so thanks for uh making it such a nice one in here yeah, and yeah, I love this topic, um, talking about backs and x-rays and uh, pain signs and imaging. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked this week that we captured audience where we can <laughs> yeah, just talk about all the stuff I'm really interested in. So if anyone has particular questions, make sure to jump on and get them in. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This uh, statement, you are not your x-ray, came yesterday from Phil. Um, and this is an interesting thing because, you know, for me, for, for Rad and I, um, I used to be trigger happy on getting, uh, getting imagery done. If I hurt myself, I just love to go straight off down to the uh, MRI clinic and, and get a, uh, get a, get a couple of scans done and see what's going on in there. And, and since, um, sort of, uh, discussing this more, it, it makes so much sense to me and understanding pain science a little bit more and understanding how, you know, the body works and, um, specifically, uh, the topic related to backs and back pain and spinal health, you know, because, um, what we, we were having a good discussion about this yesterday, uh, anything that comes from your back, anything that comes from in, an, in, a, in or around your spine is really, really amplified and can, you know, tr uh, really um, increase our perceived threat. And I think that's a great place yeah, to start amplified, this conversation. Amplified from the kind of emotional connection to when something's going on in your back because it's really hard to kind of escape the feeling like, you know, it, it generally implicated in every movement, you know, it, if you have hobbies or in, like even sitting for long periods of time, the back's usually involved. So it can be pretty hard to escape the kind of constant thinking about what's going on in there. So that's where that amplification comes from, because as we've talked about before with pain science, it's yeah, very much like you're getting information from your body. You're not getting pain signals. You're getting lots of information and it's um, turned up and turned down in the spinal cord level, level from your physiology. So your horm hormones, um, your inf systemic inf inf uh, inflammatory sort of levels, and then at your brain, it's, it's then those signals are turned up on, or turned down turned, and then turned into pain depending on your thoughts, moods and belief. I'm going to cough. That <laughs> 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 mm. really caught me. <clears throat> uh, welcome, Blakely. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's saying happy birthday. Uh, thanks for joining us live, brother. Mm. And anyone who is on the live stream on the UMS Movement Mastermind mm. private Facebook group, do let us know where you're tuning in from. We love to know how far and wide the message is traveling. Yeah, Rad, uh, like Rad and I both have had experience here um, 
from sort of uh, imagery and 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 how that affects your psyche and your psychology around training and things like that. And I think Rad's a, a very good example of this uh, because if you saw his x-rays, it's quite alarming to see the severity of the PARS defect, but it doesn't, and, and for most people, that would be the end of their heavy squatting, deadlifting, extreme exercise, you know, uh, because they would totally freak out and be st quite stifled by images like that. But then when you can see what Rad does and how he practices movement, the two, you know, um, are, are very, I guess, misaligned. Uh, and it's a great example of how not to let uh, the, the limitations or, or of the reports that you get from your, your, your um, imaging stop you from doing the things that you know and like doing you yeah. can do and, and like doing you know did it stop you right at first or not even close no. i i can put um i don't know how to say this because when i've said it before i have been told that you know maybe you, you know maybe i'm being a little bit too harsh and i need to tone down the way that I speak to people because it, it, it doesn't empower some people. But I, I honestly, I'm a strong believer that one of the biggest problems that we've got in modern day, the people that I deal with around Sydney and, 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 and wherever, um, is that we do, it's not just the spine that we wrap in cotton wool, it's we wrap ourselves in cotton wool and we wrap our feelings in cotton wool. And when somebody, you know, kind of tells you how it is, people get on this, oh, well, that offends me, that opinion. And I think that's one of the first things that I, that I feel like I need to address here. Because when I say stuff like this, I, I don't really think about how can I put a filter on this to be nice to people, because I don't believe, I believe there's a time and a place for that. But then I also believe that there's a time and a place to just understand that it's, that it's time to pucker up. And I know that for me, I've been, I've been told a couple of times in my life now by professional, I'm talking by surgeons, by people that are at the top of their field, that um, I will never be able to do the things that I can do again. I, I, I remember sitting across the desk from three of Sydney's top orthopedic surgeons when I was 20 years old, being told that I, the tear that I had in my Liz Frank ligament will never heal properly i will never not only will i not be able to do martial arts and acrobatics again which i did successfully for another 13 or 15 years after i did the injury they said you won't even be able to run across the road again without being in pain and by the because i did the injury when i was 20 they said by the time you're 30 you'll almost guaranteed have arthritis and that'll only get worse so by the time you're in your 40s you you know and this is your life accept mm. it and i i remember sitting there like this th here's the surgeon who's got all the experience in the world. And in my mind, the whole, the only thing that was going through my head was, fuck you, that is not me, mate. I don't give a shit what that x-ray says. That's not me, mm. I'm not dealing with that. So, and that then the same thing happened. So by the time that happened with my spine, when I saw the x-ray on my spine, I developed that, because that was in my thirties when I saw that. And I was like, oh wow, you've got a pars defect and you've got spondylolisthesis. And I remember in my mind going, oh, oh well, so what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've had that for, I'm still I'm still kicking I'm still walking and I think that that it, like this is so my experience with this what does what does it mean you've got to of course if somebody says to you you know well there's a you know there's a bone fragment that's floating around and it's a millimeter away from your spinal cord and we need to you know of, of course you've got to you got to take what I'm saying with a grain of salt but I'm saying generally speaking like you, the question was what, what how did it affect you when you got told it didn't well, I think, what you're, say I, I think what you're saying is that you've got a choice. You can choose to succumb to the injury or the issue and become a complete prisoner of it or a victim from it. 
or you can choose to go, fuck that, I'm going to move on and I'm yeah. going to make the most of the situation. And I mean, the thing is, and I always go back to this and I just think like, this is how I frame every issue that I come up with. You know, you think back to time, times when it was very simple, you sort of, your body was very important for either producing labor and, mm. and, and be, being able to provide food for yourself, which was always generally physical labor back, I'm going back hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years, <coughs> or you were a warrior and your body was a tool to fight and swing an axe or a sword or throw a spear or use a bow. And I just think like, imagine everyone back then worried about the injuries they sustained throughout their life, working on in the fields or on the farm or in, you know, hauling stuff or fighting. You know, imagine once we tore a muscle or we got a, a, a disc, a little bit of pain in the back. Back then there was no in imaging, so there was no way of diagnosing it, but you experienced the discomfort. And I'm sure everyone did from time to time. Um, imagine that was it. We were like, oh, well, now we can't do our thing. You'd be dead. You'd I, die. I yeah, thought, that was it. I thought, of that, <laughs> I thought of that a lot on about the 10th time that I had to get my ingrown toenail cut out. Yeah. And when I was sitting there under a local anesthetic with the doctor cutting it out for me, and I was saying... I cannot believe how grateful I am for modern day medicine and for the ability to be able to come and see you. And, and he laughed and I said, hey, could you imagine you had something like what I'm going through, you know, at 2000 years ago? Like, and he just laughed and went, yeah, well, yeah. You, would have, you would have been in a lot of discomfort, wouldn't you? Cut you off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows what would have happened. And the same thing, I, I think I say the same thing when I go to a dentist now. Yeah. I, as I sit there in the dentist chair, I, I actually thank the dentist. I say, thank you so much for doing this for me and being, putting me out of my pain in a nice, comfortable way you know yeah. um so yeah we, we have come so far and we are in this in this world now where you know we get told all these things that we wouldn't have been have known about before and and i do think like i want to say quickly another quick shout out shout out to miller sambal who's saying hi guys love that you're discussing this topic i'm working through pain management and back mobility um health post-injury and trauma. And what you're talking about is exactly the kind of stuff that's helping me move forward all the way from Melbourne um, isolation. That's awesome, Miller. Really, really cool to hear that what we're saying is helping you. And and yeah, this is this is the drum that we're trying to beat. You know, you, you, you've had trauma, you've had an injury, you're, you're coming out of it, but you, you choose the way that you go forward. Yep. So here. now I think it would be a good time to kind of talk about when it's a really good idea to get imaging and when it's quite useful and when um, maybe it's not. And also just a big old disclaimer mm. that this is, you know, a, a uh, entertainment discussion, not specific medical advice for yeah, you. Absolutely. So please, yeah. if you are um, dealing with this, like with injuries, talk to a professional um, and yeah, go with their advice. But hopefully this should, again, with what I love about this, the chance to talk to people here is that I can hopefully give you ideas about what the kind of questions you should be asking um, health practitioners and the things you can look out for um, and, and sort of principles to take towards your, your and, rehab. And also just to like, you know, again, if I could say what was my strength that got me to where I am, there, there was a time when I knew nothing like what I know now. I knew nothing, but and all I had was a fierce belief that I wanted more than to be that injured person. That's the only thing that I was armed with. And with that attitude alone, it, it, it arms you to when you get told something that doesn't resonate with you. It's not that you ignore it, you take it on board, but you look for something else that you can bring into your 
knowledge, right? Anyway, Phil. Yeah. Before <laughs> before we do, before we validate the X-rays and the um, the scans, I want to share a, a little bit about my history because um, uh, I, I am a firm believer of using them as tools and everything, and it's and that's what you're going to talk about in just a second. But when I fell off a horse at eight years old, my spine and my body was a mess, and uh, and it was really. You know, back then, I think things have changed a lot in the last 30 years, but back then there was a big notion or sense of people trying to scale down your expectations after you'd sustained quite a severe injury. Like it was almost like they were trying to l lower your expectations of what you were going to be capable of in life. And I think Rad yeah, had that what, experience. I certainly yeah. had that experience because I was kind of told, and I, I mostly, you know, when you're eight years old, you're, you're old enough to be able to hear a conversation going on between your parents and the doctors and, and know what they're saying. You know, they don't tell it to you directly, but they say it in a way that you can decipher what they're talking about. And I was um, essentially told, yeah, that I would never uh, fully recover and that, you know, the, the damage to my spine and the damage to my arm and the damage to my shoulder, it was all stuff that is, you know, is going to affect me for the rest and, of my and life. Yeah, this kind of comes from a place in which, you know, the, like, as a, like, medical practitioner, um, you are at such risk of people suing you or like there's insurance issues around if you say someone can do something and then they like hurt themselves in the process. So it's kind of a unfortunate way in which the system that like runs healthcare basically puts practitioners on the conservative side of things because there's this risk that you know you can be deregistered and sued if you say something that's you know yeah like so being on the kind of yeah ultra conservative ultra um you know sort of protective side of things is the way that the system has kind of pushed everyone yeah it's really yeah. hard to so i guess the lesson that. in that is that you should be grateful for this for what they can provide you but it's also up to the individual to pursue and push their boundaries and limitations and kind of decide how you're going to take that information. Because if I had have listened to what was said back then, I wouldn't, I'd be nowhere near I was. And it actually did f cause me to form an injury identity that stuck with me for two decades. You know, I, it wasn't until my mid twenties that I started to stop introducing myself as the person who had a fucked back. You know, to stop whenever I whenever I would would go to the gym, I didn't do certain things. I didn't even try certain things. We were talking about this yesterday because I had this injury identity. I I didn't squat. I only did leg press or leg extensions. I didn't even explore the use of free weights and uh, and great movements like the deadlift and the squat and things like that and functional exercise because. I was so fearful of this injury that I'd carried since I was a young child. And the injury was real. The pain I experienced was real. The attacks and the reoccurrences I had were very real. But the problem was that I, I was in this self-perpetuating reality where the fact that I didn't do these exercises was the reason why I remained in this state of fragility, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about a lot more later on in the week and how you can move out of that state, because there's going to be a lot of people who are in that state right now where they, you feel trapped. You feel like, well, you guys are telling me that I should deadlift and squat, but I can't because the moment I pick up a barbell, it triggers my injury or the moment I do this, it triggers that. And there are, there is a pathway for you. There is, there is 
a, a um, an answer that we're going to we're going to help with over the next couple of days. Um, but just know that you know what Phil said is very true. There's reasons why practitioners will limit your expectations. You know that they they kind of have to. They have to protect themselves, and they're doing great work. Um, and we should be very grateful for modern medicine. But you also need to understand its limitations and one of the big limitations is around the psychology of injury and pain management. It's a very new topic for everybody. You know, um, a lot has changed in the last 10 years in how they teach physiotherapists yeah, how absolutely. to practice. And so over the next few decades, you know, there's a lot of really great research coming out about the concept of placebo and how strong the mind is in helping manage pain and overcoming injury and it's all linked this whole concept of morphology and pain not always matching up is very very important to understand yeah so again just to be clear about what morphology is just so um people are uh, not getting scared off by the big words basically it's like when you see changes or basically it's like the structure of um you know your system so with the spine you, your morphology includes you know the bones um the cartilage like the actual what it looks like and when you get changes in morphology basically that's what people often you know it's like damage to those structures and change in the the shape and and um you know quality of those structures that is the morphology but yeah the really important thing to understand is that that doesn't always equal pain um but i'm going to yeah why like when it's really a good idea to use imaging so x-rays, MRI, bone scan, CT. And basically, whenever you go see a physio, um, we'll be asking you a whole lot of questions and the first appointment will often be, you know, just asking lots and lots of questions about uh, how the pain came on, um, you know, what started it, was there a, an acute, like, traumatic thing involved? Did you have a, you know, a fall onto your butt or, um, you know, did, like, was there sort of a, a real impact? Um, and if so, like, it's often a decent idea, to, like, it's more likely that you'll get imaging if there was an acute onset rather than just like a chronic sort of, you know, you've been sitting a lot and it starts to get sore. So generally, if there's an acute trauma side to things, you're more likely that it's going to, there's going to be a kind of scan involved. Um, and then we ask lots of questions around, um, I guess, nervous systems that are um, signs and symptoms. So that's, you know, uh, weakness, um, like in different limbs. Um, tingling, pins and needles, numbness, uh, shooting, stabbing sort of pain. And if there are some like neural side of things, doesn't always mean imaging, but you're more likely to um, sort of get imaging if, if so. And then there's pain, uh, questions around um, that are basically looking out for potential for tumors and cancers, which uh, you know are around sort of like unremitting pain at night that never goes away, no matter what you do. Um, and like unexplained weight loss, um, heavy sort of night sweats that are unusual. Like there's a whole bunch of different things. And if you have one of those symptoms, it doesn't necessarily mean that you do have a tumor. So don't freak out, but they're the kind of questions that, that make you think like, okay, it's worth investigating. And so when you have these kind of specific pathologies in the spine and you kind of get an, an impression that there may, may, might be one of those, that's a really appropriate time to use imaging. And, you know, we're so thankful that that tool is available because, you know, it, otherwise, yeah, you, you could, um, you know, you, that way you can really catch things quite early and deal with them appropriately. But when it's not so appropriate to use imaging is, is when, you know, someone's got a bit of back pain from, from sitting or they've, you know, been sort of changing what they're doing and, you know, you, you start to get this sort of slow onset of back pain that, you know, isn't too bad, but it's like kind of an annoying and, um, and you know, it's that kind of like slow onset 
no real sort of reason for it. This kind of non-specific lower back pain that is the kind of common term for it now. Um, yeah, that's when imaging can sometimes pick up things and you might see changes in morphology. So you might see, you know, um, uh, closing down of joint space or you might see some little things here and there. But again, that doesn't, if you had sort of looked at the back before you started getting pain, it's quite likely that that was there beforehand. And um, the way of, um, you know, if you have those changes in your spine, if you went in and had surgery that sort of like, inverted commas, fixed those issues, there's nothing to say that that would then fix your pain. Your pain, that's exactly right, yeah. So, it's interesting, love you. I actually had a, uh, um, a flipped around uh, situation where I had gone, I had traveled to the Gold Coast, which is north from where we are here in Australia, up, up in Queensland, and I was doing a, a sort of bodybuilding workshop with uh, Ben Pokolsky, and this was the first time we met actually, and during one of the workouts, my back went out doing a squat warm-up, and I was only squatting 70 kilos, but it was a warm-up, and I, I for whatever reason, my back just went into and just a really severe. interesting, like just a pause there. Like I'm always so interested in words and the effect that words have on you, and and even like the terminology we have around back pain with like your back, back going out. out. Yeah, it just yeah. kind of like it's it's all that terminology around back pain often that then kind of really enhances people's sort of like idea of threat and instability and fragility in yeah, the spine. So yeah. it's so in and I really try and encourage people to try and change like yeah that That's terminology. A very good point. <laughs> it's a very good point. So I my a muscle to, in to, my to what? So you're saying well, just like, a spasm, you know, like you would say, like a cramp or a spasm in the rest in the rest so of your body. So you're saying, Yanni, saying to put the back. Yeah, out, it's you wrong. Don't, yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, it's very true. Yeah, it's it's not, still my old language. Yeah, you know? I, like it's not. I don't know. It's calling it wrong is maybe like, but it's just like quite unhelpful language, and it, and it really kind of enhances people's well, you, like. I think what he's trying to say is you wouldn't say if you got a pain in your forearm, you wouldn't say my forearm went out. <laughs> your back doesn't go out. Yeah, you don't slip a disc. Yeah. Discs don't slip over and there's no slipping of the disc. Yeah. Sometimes you can get something split, a delamination and, 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 and something bulge, but you know, it's very rare. Yeah. And so um, people say, oh, I slipped a disc. Yeah. yeah. So I should really say my back spasmed. Okay. And um, it was so severe that I was bedridden. I got myself back to our apartment and then the next morning I couldn't get out of bed. Like I literally couldn't get out of bed. It was so painful. It, de it was debilitating. And we had to call an ambulance because I couldn't even get myself onto the toilet in the morning. The ambulance came, picked me up, took me to hospital, and they did all the scans, and it came back, there was nothing. It was a, it was a back spasm. And I was so sure that I'd caused some severe injury to a disc that was hitting a nerve or so. Like, I was preparing for the worst, you know, because of the level of discomfort that I was experiencing. And, yeah, the, the, the radiologist sort of the report, basically, they, they picked up all the old stuff that had happened years and years ago that was pr 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 uh, pretty much um, non-issue anymore, you know, but there was nothing new that they could tell me about my back except that and, I had... And how did your back feel after you got the imaging back? Well, a lot better, yeah, you know, but it was still, I was still in a lot of discomfort, yeah. but they gave me some muscle relaxants and said, take those and, and you know, you'll be fine and, and some paracetamol and, and they get, they dosed me up on paracetamol in the, in the hospital and I was immediately a lot better and getting told that, yeah, there's nothing serious, but I'm sure there's people out there that can relate. You kind of, yeah. when, you, when you go in there, you, you almost hope that the, because of the something severity of you, it, something yeah. you want, you, you want your pain legitimized, you, you know, like it's just like, yeah. and I was just like, I felt like an absolute wuss, you know, yeah. I, I was up there with four of my friends who are all right into bodybuilding 
and there's me and we're all expecting that I'm like a paraplegic now or something, you know, and there was nothing wrong with me. It was just a back spasm. Yeah, you know? I did a few patients in hospital and one in the emergency department and it was quite a common thing that you'd get someone kind of hobble in with like people helping them in and, they'd, you know, lie down and, um, and then as soon as you kind of like told them that, no, you're actually all right, suddenly they're able to like get up and walk around like yeah. a whole lot more comfortably. And it well, is, this is again, just so much about that sort of perceived yeah. threat. And my, it was my perceived threat because that was in the day, back in the day when I still hadn't sort of released all of the um, psychology around my back and my back injury. And I felt vulnerable all the time, you yeah. know, and this was only a year or two after I'd started to explore sort of free weight training and, and doing squats and things like that. Yeah. It was quite new to me. Yeah. So, yeah. and so with that kind of idea of like perceived threat and sort of, how attached your psychological state is to generally with, with back pain. I think it go, kind of goes on to our next point of the, the way that you kind of get past that and you build up that positive psychology around your back pain is, is number one, getting reassurance and making sure that, you know, what you've seen a professional who like understands this stuff and, um, you know, ticking off that you haven't got these serious pathologies I talk about. But then getting into um, exercise rehabilitation training and, and ideally in a, in a gym where you're doing exercise that you're interested in and are fun, not just lying on the floor doing TA activation exercises. <laughs> it's a whole another kind of kettle of fish that we maybe won't go into today. But um, when you start to hit some physical goals, like that's when you start to build some trust in your body again. You start to get that sort of positive psychology around like, oh, you know, I've got this capable body that can do a squat like move and it can pick up things on the ground without having to, you know, um, stress about it. Like it, it's once you start hitting these kind of um, physical goals that that really turns down your perceived threat because you're suddenly like, hey, you know, I can deadlift my body weight or yeah. you know, even half my body weight, something like that. Uh, suddenly makes starts to have this really positive cycle, not only in s supporting the active stability structures around your spine, but also, um, yeah, it, you, changing your, your psychology. psychology. That's right. Hitting so goals. hitting hitting strength goals and getting stronger, moving into and these movement big, goals. big movements, movement goals, flexibility goals, mobility goals. It doesn't only change the physical structures in the body; it changes the psychological as well. And uh, and it ha so it has this double edged sort of sword, you know, it has this double um, uh, effect where it really, really starts to um, help you overcome whatever it is that's, that's holding you back psychologically. And of course, it builds more robust, um, uh, a, a more robust body, a less fragile body, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's, Absolutely. that's just, it's just so important. It's so important. So. You know, to summarize this concept of you are not your x-ray, it is so important to understand. For me and Rad, if we went and got x-rays and MRIs on our spine, it would still look the same as it did um, uh, pr pretty much years ago. You know, those, those PARS defects, the spondylolisthesis, all of the um, degeneration from my injury, it would still be there. You'd still see it, you know. But we no longer are plagued by those issues um, because of the, the way that we train, because of our psychology, because we've learnt to overcome them both physically and mentally and emotionally, you know. And, uh, and that's... And you've done the really important thing, and thing that, you know, I'm sure if you've listened to us before, you understand is like, and it's all done in a progressive way. So I'm not saying go out there and deadlift your body weight and be like, yeah, nailed it, I'm strong now. Like my back's gonna be totally fine. Yeah. It's, it's all about getting that sort of on-ramp into movement again, whatever level you're at in, you just need an on-ramp. And I think where, um, you know, Rad and I was talking 
about yesterday with the um, spinal mobility course is a great way of just introducing movement to your back in a way that you know is a non-threatening very controlled by you no externals at a load just getting that even just the comfort with with moving your body feeling your spine go into different sort of positions um, like that's a perfect place to start and then you can ramp up and then you know like Yanni yesterday um, you know hitting a squat PB like that's that's not just something that he's done you know directly after an injury this Overnight, has been that that's this right. has been years and years of just like building up strength tolerance and and movement to yeah the, well i'm like glad you brought that up because that's what we're talking about tomorrow we're doing a whole show tomorrow about okay where do you go from here once you identify once you understand that you're not your x-ray you aren't you know that you you're not meant to wrap your spine in cotton wool okay where do you go what do you do how do you how do you progress from where you are right now whether that's compromised or whether that's just weak or whether that's um, just not really understanding how to do things um, to, to being able to do the type of stuff that we all do now. Um, PBs on the squat, um, big deadlifts, amazing calisthenics, uh, incredible feats of flexibility and, and mobility, you know. So that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Tune in uh, tomorrow. That's, uh, that's an exciting topic. And then we're going to bring it in for a landing on Friday. Um, so yeah thank you everyone have a good day thanks for tuning in big shout out to everyone that's listened on the podcast sound of movement get over there download subscribe share with your friends share with your friends and uh big yeah, and shout out i think this is like a really good one this week for um you know i had a, a patient yesterday with um he came in for a knee thing but he had he had back pain as well i was like oh like before you come in and see me for the back pain like have a listen to the podcast series we're doing this week because i think it having this sort of good under like a good all-around understanding of um you know all the things we're talking about here is just so key and yeah if you know someone who's had sort of long-term back issues or maybe has a bit of a injury identity specifically around the back like just like share this this week of, of information with them because it's it is really powerful stuff so, yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely sam polman has just said she listens to the podcast driving to work thank you guys for investing so much in your tribe I appreciate each of you more than I can express. I've learned so much and the mindset information has been life-changing. Thank you very much, Sam. So Thanks, nice Sam. Yeah, that is, get uh, some feedback. That's great. I'm yeah, going awesome. to love that. Nice one. Not even well, like it. I'm going to love it. Well, yeah, I could keep talking about this stuff all day, so we'll, t we'll turn off in now and, and, and we'll I'll sit here with the mics off just <laughs> chatting to myself. <laughs> See you tomorrow, everyone. Have a great day. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye-bye health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility goals when you nail that skill it's there forever the body image goal doesn't get you that far. it's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there it's not the intensity there's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches.